Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Thanks for taking the opportunity to be with us. Thanks for uh, just being a blessing to us and being a blessing to others and wanting to be out here listening, uh, how you can help yourself with your PTSD, how you can help others. You know, we're all injured. We've come to the conclusion that this whole world is wounded. And boy, we need a page called Helpful Wounded Spirits, uh, and we got one. Uh, we need a podcast called Helpful Wounded Spirits, and we got one. You're listening to it. And we need a TV show called Helpful Wounded Spirits. It's coming. Hang on. Pray about that. It's in post-production. We're figuring out the credits and who did what and what did what and where did they show up, and we're getting that done. But we sure hope that uh, you guys are having the most awesome of days out there. And with me, as always, is my friend from Indiana and uh, Stephanie, the Hoosier. <laughs> How's things going this morning? Well, Doug, things are going pretty well. Um, got, got a meal that I'm making for a family in our church that's been fighting. They're in the midst of a lot of valleys and trials right now. So anyway, I'm taking them a meal, um, before church and then I have to teach Bible class. So yeah, staying very busy on this Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just thankful you're bringing someone a meal, you know, and you're coming down here for a wedding. I mean, you, there better be some muffins brought to my house. That's all I'm Uh saying. And uh, we better, or maybe we should make some, I don't know. Uh, you know, we need to do some serious cooking around here. And I tanked the, uh, the, uh, the last time I made the, uh, the cheesecake, I tanked the, I didn't mix it up good enough. Or something. Oh, yeah. So we may have to make one of them too. I don't know. You know, we'll have to figure that out, but folks, we're thrilled to have you. We always have a segment on here called help for wounded spirits. And we have the Norton knuckleheaded moment segment in the middle of this helpful wounded spirits podcast and what i want to do is we we tell you what a knucklehead is uh so you'll know what that is number two so you won't be like that and number three sometimes it's funny so i'm on the plane so you're getting plain knucklehead ones because i had some plane right there's weird people first of all you know if there was really a pandemic they wouldn't load 200 people in a 189 seated plane or something i mean they got flight attendants jumping sitting up there next to the pilot there's people cut it out It's time to get on with our life. Praise God. I know people are getting sick. I know people got this, but I think it's just time to get on with our life. But anyway, so I'm sitting in my seat and uh, I'm actually in first class, bumped the first class. And this lady sitting behind me, her foot came in between the seats and was right there. Old smelly left foot right on my middle divider. Wow. I turned around and looked at her and I said, you know, what's this all about? I don't want to smell your foot. I don't want your foot on my medium divider. You know, uh, what's that all about? You know, you might be a knucklehead if you stick your foot or something on someone else's plane seat. Stop that. You know, even pre-pandemic, we didn't do dirty, gross stuff like that. You know, and she she had the biggest big toe I've ever seen in my life. She had a deformed foot. That was an ugly foot, man. That toe, you know, when your big toe is twice the size as the next toe, there's got to be something wrong. I got to look that up. You know how they say this toe, this pointed toe, this little toe goes to market. It freaks me out. And so, 
here I am thinking about toes going to the market while I'm riding on a plane. I shouldn't have to deal with that. And uh, her toes should have went to the market under the seat where they belong. That's all I'm saying. You know, don't put your foot up on the seat. That makes you a knucklehead. And no, I, got, I have a whole new idea for Joe. You know, he could start writing a whole, like a family circus version, except it's the Doug circus version. That's right. A circus. I mean, these stories, I mean, it'd be true to life accounts. Yeah. Oh. They put me around the weird ones, you know, <laughs> and, and there we are with pointer toe and big toe. <laughs> And her big toe needed a diet. I've never seen a toe represent the other four toes in that kind of way. Longer, fatter. I mean, it, it, it was, it just was not a good look. And, and she had these stockings on and you could see through these sheer kind of things. And, and that toe was gross. It's like she needs toe surgery or something. I, I'm like, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, take that toe and put it back where it goes under the seat. Go to market. Get away from me. Oh my and goodness. The, the guy next to me is laughing about go to market. And then he was trying to figure out which toe did which toe. So I was telling him this little toe and that toe over there needed a roast beef sandwich. And I'm like, her big toe needs a half of a roast beef roast. But anyway, as we cruise along <laughs> and then things we don't say or do are things we do say or do. So this is what I learned. This is what you say to people with PTSD. You're pretty awesome. That's all you got to say. Yeah. I'm glad you're friend. I'm your friend. You're pretty awesome. Just leave it at that. That's enough. That says everything. Do that to someone today. Tell somebody in your life that's awesome that they're pretty awesome. Go out of your way to do that. You know, that's a cool thing to hear, Stephanie. That makes it me is. feel good when people say stuff like that. It's like, man, they, they've said something like that. You know, that's, they, mm -hmm. must, they like me, you know, or they're seeing some quality in me, some godliness come out. I don't know. It just makes people feel good. Yeah. You know, you've said that to me, and it has. It, it makes yeah. you feel feeling like you're done with life to, okay, I can get through today. I can do something, you know? And I mean, don't just freely give it to people who don't deserve it. If someone's a knucklehead, tell them you're a knucklehead. <laughs> but if someone's a decent human being, put it out there, man. <laughs> you know, put it out there, man. It's okay to put it out there. You know what I mean? This world, where would we be? You know, if, if Martin Luther King didn't say, I have a dream. If he had said, you know, I'm thinking about this, man, put it out there. Tell people where you're at. Yeah, that's all. That's all I want to say. I don't want to spend too much time on that because it freaks me out. Anyway, the whole toe thing, but tell people they're awesome. All right. That toe thing is going to be messing me up. <laughs> I'll be dreaming about it tonight. And, uh, uh, you know. I just added humor to my life. It's all the toes I've known before. All right, here we go. It's <laughs> he that troubleth his own. So we're in the 11th proverb. We're in. Obviously, chapter 11, uh, book of Proverbs, and, and verse number 29, and that's where we're starting this morning. It says, He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool should be servant to the wise of heart. Wow, that man, that says so much. And, you mm -hmm. know, some people, Stephanie, honestly, some people bring trouble to their own family. Uh, they, and you know, they open themselves up to the storms of life. They bring trouble in their own house. There, there's knuckleheads amongst us. I mean, what are you thinking about this verse? All I'm going to say is amen, because I could say a lot. Well, say it, man. We're only at six minutes. Let it rip. Well, it's just, you know, there are, there are times that you have family members that, um, and thankfully I don't have a ton of these, I hope not anyway, um, but they seem to delight in, in causing, causing tears and pain Yeah. in their own family. And, yeah. um, 
they are, you know, it's it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, there's a lot of words that come to mind for these kind of people, but you know, they're the kind of people that you just have to shake your head at and go, you know what? Take, do your own way, go down this road because I want absolutely nothing to do with where this is going to lead you. Um, because as it says in this verse, they inherit the wind, literally nothing but noise and maybe devastation, you know, wind that gets nasty that's not a soft breeze, heavy wind, it messes things up. And that is all that a person, you know, a family member that does this kind of thing, um, they're out for their, you know, very often we're going to get into narcissism when we're done with Proverbs. But let me tell you, if you have a family member that is troubling the house, um, you know, that's, that's, (laughs) I remember, um, dealing with things, you know, when Charles and I were in the midst of some things, there was, there was always there, we always could almost pinpoint who was the root of issues. Yeah. It was almost predictable who was going to be the root of those issues. And does that give any, you know, other family members the right to be knuckleheads? No, but the person who's heading up troubling a house, wow, they're going to stand before God for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Aiken, perfect example of this, you know, uh, you know, there's a valley named after him, but that's a classic example how he screwed everybody up, messed up his family and and Nabal, you know, hoarding food, you know, teaching your kids stuff like that. I mean, that's just, you know what this is? This is an example of being the worst kind of human being you can be. And unfortunately, you're thinking of Christians and so am I. And we're talking about biblical characters here who live that way. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but old Abigail, you know, by her wisdom, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, she saved things by godly wisdom. And, uh, you know, so you need to ask yourself this question when you're looking at this verse, where do I want to fall in this? Mm -hmm. He had trouble with his own house. Do I want to be that, uh, that gentleman, that lady that messes up my own house that comes home and makes everybody feel bad. And these are the same kind of people that says, you know, my husband stinks. My wife stinks. You know, they come home and they wind everybody up. Then they want the good stuff. You know, they want to be treated like good. Then they go around bad mouth. It's hard to live with schizo type of people. It's hard to know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I think it's very, just, I'm saying this from personal experience. Yeah. Um, putting this out here, but this goes on, um, in extended families all the time. And, um, I won't give names, but when I'll give names, I'm going to, one of these days, I'm going to start it. When a member of your husband's family, um, feels freedom to go to him about you in ways that are literally perverted and that's considered normal and it causes unspeakable trouble and long time, long time issues. Um, that yeah. is a person who is troubling the house, and and the solution here is get away from people like that. Yeah, because they're toxic. Even if their family bail, so just to try to, you know, take the cryptic away. You know, one of her husbands, uh, brothers. You know, we won't say who it is or anything, but just bad mouthing the way Stephanie looked or acted or say, you know, if if you're a husband and someone comes up to you and tries to bad mouth your wife, in my opinion, you just walk away and tell them they're idiots. You know, listen. If you got constructive, hey, your wife looks like she needs to see a doctor, that's cool. You know, she's unhealthy. I saw her pass out in the parking lot. That's cool. Anything else from that, get out of there. 
unless they're not right with God, get out of there. It's none of your beeswax. That's all that's saying. But those people who are wise and don't do those things, Stephanie, uh, they get waited on by these fools, you know? And, uh, you know, I wonder how these fools are going to fit in everything in life. Stephanie, you ever think about that? You ever think of the afterlife? You ever think about, you know, uh, when that, you know, when the second advent or the second coming and we get called up mm-hmm. or, or we get called up the bad way, but uh, well, not a bad way. The Bible says we pass from death unto life, but if you ever think about, you know, what, it, what they're going to be like up in heaven. So the ones who are saved are, you know, they're, they're going to be a, a heavenly person. You know, so these people may be okay. I think they're going to be pretty great in heaven. Uh, yeah. But right now, we, we, we need not stay away from idiots is the point I'm making. You know, if people are saved and they tell you, there's nothing you can do if they're telling you they're saved. And, you know, some people are saved and act like idiots and they're miserable. They're narcissists. They just keep going. And there's nothing you can do about that. There's no, you know, you can't push a reset button on them. There is, you know, they're just going to be idiots. You know, half the population is idiots. And I I mean, I know I harp on that. And some may say, Doug, you hop on this a little too much. Get over it, man. There's idiots out there. And uh, so be careful. But, you know, (laughs) you know, the fools are going to be waiting on the people who are righteous, the people who are doing the right things. And I think in a rare form of moving along, we're going to be on verse number 30 now. The fruit. (laughs) Yeah, we, we usually get stuck on one, Stephanie. Let's just be upfront about it. But that's all right. We're we're expository people. Uh, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Think about that. Just you could stop right at that. Write that down on a sticky. Stick it on your steering wheel. Put it on your TV so you see it every time you're uh, binge watching something. And he that winneth souls is wise. So this one is saying something. This is a good thing. Both verses. I'm glad we're on this. Uh, you know. It's when you talk about the fruit of righteous, it's it's not something hooked to you. You're not making fruit if you're growing. You know, you're growing. Maybe you are. It gets you ready. But fruit is something someone else can pick and eat and grow from. You know, it's something that can grow out of us. It's something that God can grow out of us. It's not something we do. It's something that God does. And, and, And I think that's pretty important. I think that we understand that. And, and uh, Stephanie kind of explained the relationship here that of bearing fruit in, in others. Well, when I think of the beginning of this verse, it says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And what I, when I, when I picture that in my head, you know, we think of it, we think, if that flipped around, right? A tree of life produces fruit of the righteous, but that's not what this says. Yeah, It's the opposite effect. And again, I think of the idea, um, you know, we have in the new Testament, we're given the example of a, unless a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone. But if it die, it, it, it brings forth much fruit and fruit that remains. And I think of this idea that, a truly righteous person, um, I mean, yes, if a person is saved, they're righteous. That That is their standing with God. That is a fact. But I think this is referring to a righteous person in the sense of this isn't just their standing before God. This is who they are. Literally, okay, it's the way they live. They're a living sacrifice. They're, yeah. They've put, given themselves to God to be used for his honor and glory. And that kind of person's life, and maybe their death, when I think of martyrs of the past, the fruit of who they are 
in life and in death, because for them to live as Christ, to die as Christ, everything about them is consumed in Jesus Christ. It is a tree of life. In other words, it is something that continues to grow. It is something that bears, continues to bear fruit that is then bearing more fruit. In other words, there's this massive domino effect of, a, of the fruit of the righteous because not because of them, but because Jesus Christ is controlling them. He is living through them. His life is being seen and heard and known through their lives and their testimonies. And that fruit, I mean, we, we a tree of life, when we think of that, you know, I think of the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. In other words, it was a place that was sought after. I and mean, that's why God had to put angels there to guard guard it from so that, you know, people that, weren't redeemed, couldn't get to it. it, but it was something that people wanted to get to, obviously. And so the fruit of the righteous is something people are seeing. They're wanting, they're being drawn to it. There's something magnetic supernaturally because it's all of Jesus. Yeah. And that's an incredibly beautiful thing. It is. And, 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 you know, bottom line, a, a righteous life bears fruit. Uh, you know, it, it bears fruit. You're seeing others saved. You're seeing other lives changed. You're seeing God, you know, potentially grow folks out of the other. And then talking about that, he who wins souls is wise. And we know mm. that, that, you know, if you, if you catch souls, if you, uh, if you're out there sharing the gospel, if you're out there doing things and, uh, uh, it's, it's this idea that, you know, it, it's, it's a life, it's a new life for Christ. And, and God lets us in some way, be some small part of that. God lets us in some way, in, in some small way, see people get saved. And, and and so to wrap up this verse, you know, and try to put it in practicality that, uh, you know, it, it, the righteous are going to bear fruit. You're going to be bearing fruit. If your tree's grown, if you're reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God, uh, learning your lessons, going to church, making a difference, uh, boy, you're going to grow fruit, and fruit is in others. And you're seeing people saved, and you're seeing life's in. We're going to do something really rare. We're going to try to squeeze in 31 because it wraps up the chapter here. It says, Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth much more than the wicked, and the sinner. You know, so many people, Stephanie, say, well, you know, this nasty old sinner, he gets everything in life, but it's not about what they get in financial award. You know, this life has never been about that. It's always yeah. been about that spiritual, wonderful relationship with God that provides the real happiness, the true happiness, the ability to grow, the ability to change lives, the ability to see fruit, to see people saved, the ability to be part of something that's godly. I, you know, mm. I, I don't need to be part of worldly things anymore. And I, and I am in some cases. I mean, I go to the stores, I go to there, and, and you know, I, I give a few bucks here and there to the American Heart Association, whatever the case may be. But this is talking so much bigger than that. This is talking about bearing the kind of fruit that sees people saved, Stephanie mm -hmm. and, and, and being, and the righteous is going to be re recompensed. They're going to be recompensed here on earth. Uh, the righteous men and women are going to see something of their reward for their righteousness. You're going to see people saved. I think that's our reward on earth. I don't mm -hmm. know, Stephanie, but I think that's what we see on earth. And, 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 you know, I, I think we see, uh, the ungodly getting these worldly things, you know, I don't know. I mean, what are you catching out of that? Well, I'm seeing that there's always going to be, um, the exceptions and where people 
go through the valleys and trials on this earth and it seems like there's no, there's never the good. But God says he has a promise here. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth. And I, I hate to constantly use Charles as an example. Um, but I think there's this idea of our testimony lives on period. Yeah, Who it does. Lives on period for good or for bad. And um, when I think of Charles life, you know, there were, there were, he had to give up his reputation. He had to give up a lot of things that, you know, are important to yeah. us as beings as a whole, but he just kept serving the Lord. He kept his focus on serving the Lord. He didn't yeah. get sidetracked by the things that were said about him by, by slander that was, that was spewed at him to other people. Um, it, he just didn't let that stuff hold him back. He literally, God brought him to that place where he laid aside the weights and sins that easily beset him. And he ran with patience and he died a victor. And he has been recompensed in the earth, even in his death. Yeah. And I see that I, and I, I think of wicked people that same thing, you know, even though they're dead and gone, who they are. I mean, when we think of Hitler, when we think of Stalin, um, there are modern day people. When I think of their names, it makes me shudder because they're being, I mean, who they are is known and is keeping record of, of the righteous and of, um, the wicked and the sinner. You will be recompensed there. There is long-term consequences, you know, wicked people, you know, think of what Hitler did. Yeah. it is still affecting people to this day. Sure. And I think of, um, to use a, a, a good figure, um, I think of missionaries of the past um, who made a difference in our country and other countries around the world that there is still recompense going on in the earth for things they did that were, that were good and godly. And so who you are, what you are doing, is making a difference. It is. Is it, is it, is it going to be good recompense or is it going to be the recompense yeah. of the wicked and the sinner? There it is. There it is. And, uh, you know, the, the righteous, you know, there's going to be stuff. You're going to be recompensed. You're going to be, God is loading stuff on you here on earth. When you're out sharing the gospel, you're bearing fruit. This all goes together. And these ungodly people, they're getting stuff thrown on them too. And it's the ungodliness, uh, the, you know, the booze, the craziness, the beatings, the, uh, trying to live a life. That's a lie. I mean, that's what they're getting, Stephanie. That's what they're earning on this side. And thank God we're saved. Uh, now, Stephanie, do you know the chorus to behold my God? I think we need to finish with the chorus of behold my God. Behold our God. Our God. Yeah. See, I don't, you know, I don't even know the names, but you know, I don't know the words very well, but I know the songs, praise God. And I wrote one. I wanted to let you know, Stephanie, I wrote a song out in Kansas city. It's time. Uh, It's time for another. Yeah. I I know what I'm going to be getting an email of. Yeah. 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 Within a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it. But anyway, we wanted to do, uh, behold our Our, God. Yeah. Sure. I all right, why don't you do that chorus and we'll wrap up. All right. Behold our God seated on his throne. Come, let us adore him. Behold our King. Nothing can compare. 
come let us adore him. Now, folks, we wish we could play you this whole song or something, but we have to deal with copyrights and all we're allowed to do. Same thing with our songs with other people. They're allowed to do the chorus. We're allowed to do a few words on the chorus. But let me tell you something. Go out there and listen to Behold Our God. What a great song. And Mm -hmm. uh, thank you, Stephanie. Folks, folks, thank you for listening. You know, but today's, these last three verses we just did in chapter 11. Tomorrow we start chapter 12. Woo-hoo. But those last three verses about growing. Those last three verses about being righteous, which means being in God's word, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, letting God train us, letting God teach us. You know, you got a choice. Are you gonna are you gonna grow? Or is your tree gonna fall down? Are you gonna have the story that Charles Wesco still has in this earth years later? Uh coming up on four years, or are you gonna have that testimony, still seeing people saved in refugee camps in South America, still seeing people saved in Africa, still seeing people saved in America. And, you know, folks, it's not about Charles. It's about his God. And that's a pretty cool thing. Make your life about your God. Make it all about your God. We sure do love you. Listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say. It's so important that you know Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. We love you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.